Everyone, welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. We are going to get into it this week. There is so much, so incredibly much going on. Uh, We got some sports talk. We got some Oscar nomination talk. I have a lot of comedy talk coming at you. Before we get into everything, I just want to thank our sponsor, RX Bar. It's a whole food protein bar with simple, real ingredients, and I'm obsessed with them. I Actually, it's the only thing I've eaten today. I've been living off of them. So there's that Um, because they're delicious. And the packaging is gorgeous. Uh, all right. I'm going to get right into it. We have so much to talk about. Uh, my guest this week, I have been wanting to have on the podcast for so long. I cannot wait for you meatballs to experience him. <laughs> he is an amazing touring stand-up comic. He has three specials on Showtime. Uh I, I guess technically because I hosted one. Because <laughs> you hosted one. Seriously. Yeah, so I have two of my own, and then I hosted the Nasty Show, which was on Showtime. So, I guess, yeah, so I guess technically three specials. Wow. Three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, you guys have seen him on a lot. You've seen him on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. He's been to the Montreal Comedy Festival. Is it three times? Uh, yeah. Yeah, three times. He's on Comedy Central. You were on Legit. Jim Jeffrey show on FX. Yeah. You you were on Pit Boss. Uh, you <laughs> you do. What's the radio show? Is it Anthony and Bean? What's that? Uh, Kevin and Bean. Kevin and Bean. That's yeah. It. <laughs> it's it's weird because I've been on Kevin and Bean and Obi and Anthony. They okay, all, that's they why all, I just they did all that. run together. They all it's like the same but yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and he, if you recognize that voice, has a very 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 popular podcast with Adam Ray called About Last Night, and he has a huge ding-dong, according to his (laughs) wife, Jasmine, who is hot and cooking and just killing it. How how crazy is this? I have a, like, I'm doing a podcast with you, Uh and then to the left, my left, is my hot Asian wife in the kitchen, (laughs) barefoot. This is every man's dream. Uh, This is every meatball's dream. (laughs) I mean, this is the point of the podcast. No, she's not. Stay in the kitchen. (laughs) Hey, man. Make me up a quiche. <laughs> and now she's flipped me off. I just lost finger. it. That's I, perfect. It's yeah. like Karen from Goodfellas. <laughs> exactly. The Asian version. Right. Yeah. Not Jewish. Uh, Everyone, I need to yeah. say your name. Oh, Guys. Sorry. Brad Williams, welcome to the podcast. That's me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm honored to be on this podcast. I hear about this podcast. I see advertisements for this podcast. And everyone <laughs> says they have so much fun on this podcast. So Yay. I'm like, I want to have fun. <laughs> That's that's a thing I like to do. I feel like fun's your middle name. It's also a part of your Twitter handle. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, here here's the thing. There's some uh, some lawyer in South Carolina has Brad Williams has at Brad Williams, so I couldn't have that. But uh, I chose Funny Brad, which if I could do it all over again, and I guess I technically can still change it. Uh-huh. Um, I I should because I try to tweet jokes, and every now and then, you know, I don't bat a thousand. I, uh, <laughs> they're not all gems so every now and then I'll tweet out a clunker and uh, someone will yeah more like not funny bread and they think they're like so God. original with that so insult so prolific yeah wow, I've never really, heard that before you Mike dropped it that time <laughs> I actually just loved your uh, Patriots tweet where was it it was a WWE wrestler it was halfway through the game 
Oh, yeah. What did you say? I forgot. Oh, it was a gif. I have it written down somewhere oh, if you want um, me to Oh, yes. It, 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 oh, it, it just was, when you thought the Pats were dead. Yeah, just when you thought the Pats were dead, and then I tweeted out a gif of The Undertaker coming back to life, <laughs> which kind of hurt me because I was hoping the Pats would stay dead. Uh, I am not a Pats fan. So, so funny. I was so excited. Yeah. I thought I predicted last week on the podcast. I talked mm. about Tom Coughlin. If yeah. anyone could yeah. beat the Patriots, it's right. him. And he got close. He got so close. We you got like everyone's talking about the Oscar nominations. I think uh, Blake Bortles should have gotten an Oscar nomination for his role of uh, AFC cha- AFC Championship quarterback because he <laughs> like he, he he was not Blake Bortles for the whole for the whole playoffs. It was, it was great. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> who who's this guy? So, Can you explain to the meatballs who Blake? Portals is because uh, we kind of know just enough and I feel like okay. some people might be confused if it's not like a Brady or Gronkowski. Yeah, love that you're calling your fans meatballs. <laughs> I love that. Um, Who doesn't love a meatball? Yeah, uh, Blake Bortles is the quarterback of the Jaguars. Uh, notoriously horrible. And then uh, for this playoff run, did a great job and came that close to beating Tom Brady. But I, I, I feel like almost every quarterback in the league can have a support group where, where they just sit there and cry and talk about all their stories about how they got that close to beating Tom Brady, <laughs> whether it be Matt Ryan sitting there chilling, even all the way back to Jake DeLome in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was the first uh, Adam Vinatieri win. So, yeah. You're yeah. killing these name drops right now. Oh, uh, you said sports podcast, <laughs> so, so now excited. I'm dialed in. You I guys mean, are in for a treat. Yeah, like, it, like I can do sports, I'll dial in. If yeah. you want to do wrestling references, I'll, I'll, I'll bust out the gobbledygooker. That okay, was, I'm sorry, that, can you? That, explain that was an act that, that was an actual thing what is a gobbledygooker uh god i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal my nerd right now um that was in the 1994 survivor series uh which is a pay-per-view for wwe um th- they pretty much just hatched a, a guy in a turkey costume and they <laughs> and they said his, his name is the gobbledygooker and, that, and, like and it, it was one of the worst things WWE ever did, it's so which is saying gross. something. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The gobbledygooker sounds like if a male porn star had a finishing move. Like, so, so if you had a wrestling announcer, you'd be like, "Good God Almighty, he's gonna do the gobbledygooker!" Sweet Jesus, that woman has a family. Damn it! You know, uh, that's a impersonation of Jim Ross. That uh, was, yeah, that was so, no one got it, but that was great. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll bust out all the references on this. Oh podcast. my God, I love it. One mm-hmm. of my favorite things you've said, I forget where I heard you say this, okay. is to compare comedy to sports, where athletes, they never bat a thousand. Like, they never, yeah. they're allowed to fuck up. Yeah. And as comics, we're always supposed to be perfect yeah. and on and funny. Yeah. Uh, there's, and most of the times when you hear uh, someone um, uh, complain about a comedian, like, it's because, like, oh, so and so said something that is, they think it's racist or sexist or offensive or whatever the hell. Um, It's like, yeah, because we have to find out where that line is. And in order to find out where the line is, you're going to cross it a couple of times. And yeah, we're not going to bat a thousand. We're not going to have every joke be perfect. And we'll have the majority of them be good. But when when we're trying new stuff, we're going to fuck up. Like, um, I'm doing this new whole... A chunk in my act about all the sexual assault stuff that's going on and like the Me Too movement, oh, and God. it's pretty good now. Okay, but when but when I was working on it, 
Ooh, uh, that, I'm I'm glad no videos exist of that. Uh, that How that, do you prevent that though? Like, where were uh, you working on it? Uh, honestly, I was talking to my wife about it because okay. I just have the male perspective, and I wanted to make sure that I ha I was being sensitive. So I want to make sure I didn't just assume because I have already seen some male comics. I won't name names, but walk up on stage, just be like, ah, these women they're complaining too much about like getting hit on. It's like it's not getting hit on. It's not. No, it's worse <laughs> than getting hit on. Some guys were like, like Louis C.K. just jerked off in front of him. You never touched him. It's like that's pretty horrific. Still, that will send you to therapy. Yeah, and that. Because no man looks good jerking off. <laughs> no man, like I, I, I was talking to some ladies about like their favorite like Hollywood actors and whoever the, uh, the your, uh, your your Channing Tatum's and your Jace Momoa's. They want to see them shirtless. Yeah. They don't want to see them jerking off like Absolutely that. Not. That's not attractive. It's you know? never attractive. Never no. turn on. And guys, you know it's not attractive because uh, every man has done this. Ju just about we've been in a hotel room masturbating sorry that's what we do in there and you look up and you catch a mirror that you didn't realize was there because it's not your apartment or your house and you look up and you catch yourself in the mirror that's the most horrifying thing a man could ever do is it's like it's right up there between that and when you catch a mirror that you didn't know was there when, when you're taking a shit Ooh. it's the same thing Ooh, it's the same you. it's just horrific it'll scar you so yeah like trying to work out those jokes like there was one time I was working out the bit and I looked at the audience and I saw someone with their phone up and I immediately just stopped and went nope no no you, you have to because I'm this is not done yet yeah I need to figure this out and good yeah, for you and yeah because when you're figuring stuff out like that and, and when you're walking that line uh yeah it could not I could say something that would be really like if you just took whatever line I said without the build up, without the context. Yeah, it would sound pretty awful. Like just a quick sound bite. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, Absolutely. That's not the point. Yeah. Like I do this whole thing where I build up to like I talk about uh, how how brave the women are that are uh, that are calling these guys out. I talk about how hard that must be for them. Yeah. I talk about how it's awful. I I talk about how if ever uh, guys you have this. Debate bait in your head like should I take my dick out the answer is just no just it's, like, al it's always no yeah. so don't even think and then all that leads up to me saying but if a dwarf did it in front of you you'd, you'd, you'd be like it's kind of cute you know like, <laughs> like if a dwarf started masturbating in front of you you'd be like I can't believe he can reach it uh, <laughs> but if you just took that without all the build up then it sounds like I said, yeah, it's all right for dwarves to masturbate in front of, like, that. that's not good. I, I don't want that no, to be taken out. No, you don't out. want that out there. No. So it, it's all about, it's all about the attempt. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, advocate of freedom of speech and I want comedians to be able to attempt to say anything. Yeah. You know, like. I had gotten sick of hearing females talking about, oh, I'm not hot enough. Like, Louis C.K. didn't jerk off in front of me. Like, I'm kind of sick of that joke. Sure, sure, sure. I feel sure. like I've said that. I think Jade and I, Jade Cataprata was yeah. on last week. Yeah. And I think we talked about that. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, that's sort of like the old joke of like, oh, my priest never molested me. What's wrong with me? Yeah. It, it's just taking it into, a, into an updated scenario. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it gets a laugh. I've yeah. seen it done at a lot of bar shows. Yeah. And hey, uh, but the key thing is is it funny uh i i feel i i feel some comics get wrapped up in the art of it and like it, it am i saying something is this a statement what is this portraying to the audience what's my message 
I'm a very simple guy. I'm just like, did they laugh? Yeah? Cool. Great. <laughs> That's your mission. That's it. I don't care. Like, some comics talk smack about guitar comics. I don't care. Did, you're, an, you're an entertainer. Did they have a good time? Yes. Imper- impersonations, <laughs> uh, guitar comedy. I'm a fan. Prop comedy, whatever. Carrot Top's a damn genius. I'll fight anyone that tells me otherwise. Because... <laughs> He could walk. He could walk into my kitchen, see a bunch of uh, little appliances, and be like, "Oh, there's a joke here." I can't do that. And I, I respect that. Yeah, I can't look at my knife block and be like, "All right, I got something." Like I, I could make something with this. And that's why there's room for everyone. Like yeah. there's a niche for everyone. Yeah, there's. I've had I've had dwarf comics open up for me. And, oh, really? Yeah, which I. I did it as a challenge. Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, who I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dwarf, a little person. <laughs> I had a question from a meatball. She was like, oh. am I supposed to say dwarf? Yeah. Or, or midget? midget? Yeah. What's the PC um, term? I don't mind the word midget. But there's but, a difference, though. Yeah, but, and a lot of midgets hate the word midget. Uh, okay. They don't <laughs> like it. So, uh, yeah, dwarf or little person is the PC. Okay. Um, and then midget's sort of derogatory. But me personally, I don't mind. Yeah. Because... Uh, I don't, I just don't, I just never want a word to have power over me. I don't want someone to be like, because it doesn't have power over me. If you call me a midget, I don't have to do a midget thing. No. I, I don't have to just be like, <laughs> damn it, I I was going throughout my day, but you called me a midget, so now I have to make chocolate. Like, that's <laughs> not, like, I had to stop my day, and now just do, I, I have to do a synchronized dance with four of my buddies, why you need to exit the building. Like, uh. I, I, I don't have to do a midget thing. So, um... So, but that's just like, like I said, that's my personal thing. Don't, uh, don't walk up to a dwarf and be like, Brad said it's cool if I call you a midget. Because <laughs> don't do it. They'll, they'll, they'll drop kick you in the knee and yeah, they're, they're it's vicious. Not going to be fun, meatball, <laughs> so don't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how did that work when you had dwarfs opening for you? Oh, it was great uh, because it made me, it made me be funnier. Yeah. Because I knew that. I knew that they would have similar material because obviously we have similar experiences. So um, it made me look at my act and be like, okay, I got to be able to step my game up. And if that opening act is 20 minutes of dwarf jokes, I need to be able to walk on stage and still be funny without the surprise factor mm-hmm. of me being a little person. Because especially when I was starting out, I mean, everyone kind of looks for their hook where it would be like, Oh, I'm a overweight guy. I'm gonna talk about being fat, or I'm Asian, or I'm black, or I'm, I'm you know, Italian female. Whatever, yeah. whatever the hell. You kind of start. Me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you start there, you and start then there, and yeah. then you grow. And uh, I mean, uh, although I say you grow, I'm a dwarf. I don't grow. But uh, like you, <laughs> but you 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 expand and you go into other topics. So I I wanted a little person comic to open for me. Because I wanted to see if I can go on stage, have the audience not be shocked by dwarfism, and still be funny. And that's what I love about you. Mm. You're one of the best storytellers. Oh, thank you. That I've ever witnessed. I opened for Brad last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and it was so cool because I saw you do a lot of the same material over and over again, and you still kept it so fresh and so funny, and I honestly thank laughed you. my... Thank you. Ass off the I'm whole glad, time. I'm glad you liked it. Oh. it, it that, that, those were fun shows that weekend. That was so fun. Uh, and that's the thing is I try to tell because uh, there's a few comics that have asked uh, that have asked me if they can open for me, and my criteria is almost more importantly than are you funny. It's are you a good hang. 
Can, can I hang out with you? Are you like I've had comics open for me that then uh, got in trouble with the club, or there was one time where I literally had to walk out on stage and like stop the show and <gasps> yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Wait, yeah. tell us. Uh, we won't tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> there's only twenty thousand people. Right. I won't tell you who the comic <laughs> was because now they've sort of they've gotten a lot better. Good, good. And now they, I'm saying they, so you don't even know the gender. But so look at you. So they, uh, they. They've gotten a lot better, and they're better than that now. But yeah, I had to walk out on stage because uh, they were about to fight someone, oh and I God. had to be like, "Okay, okay, so we're done here, <laughs> but I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna have a little." <laughs> and that that was interesting to where wow. now it's like, okay, so now when I have someone to open up for me, I don't, I obviously don't want that to happen, and I want someone that I can hang out with because a lot of times it's. It's on the road. You know, you got to do activities with this person so you don't go insane in your hotel room. Totally. Or, uh, so you're not just masturbating the whole time? Yeah, I'm not just masturbating the whole time. Every now and then I take breaks. Every now and then, you know, whatever. Well, I think the, like, the job as the opener and the host is to kind of keep the party going. Yeah. And to keep everyone in a good mood. Absolutely. And I think that's why I'm a good one because I throw really good parties. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, I guess I do. I almost feel like I'm throwing a party every time I teach a plyo jam fitness class. But sometimes I'm really on the go and forget to bring a snack or, you know, cook or anything. And I have become absolutely obsessed with these protein bars. They're whole food, natural, simple, real ingredients. And it's called RX bar and they come in the coolest colored packages and they have like little nautical inkers on them. And my favorite flavor is mixed berry. And partially it's because it comes in a really cool hot pink package, but they have blueberry. They have a salted chocolate flavor. There's just so many, there's mint chocolate chip flavored in a really cool green package. Anyway, RX bars core ingredients do all the talking. I mean, it's simply just three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. There's no BS, which I love. As comics, we love no BS. Like, let's get to the point. And the egg whites are for protein. The dates are to bind all the ingredients together. And the nuts are for texture. But I like them because they're really chewy. They fill you up with without making you feel too full. So, like, today, I taught a whole class. And then I was able to take another one after. And I didn't feel starving. And I had so much energy the entire time. And they're so easy and portable. And you can do breakfast on the go. You can have a snack at your office. You just throw it in your bag and you go. And it's great. You can even take it on a plane. It's awesome. I I love it so much. And the funny thing is, right before this, I was actually at a printing place printing out business cards. And I had a stack of the RX bars in my hand. And this woman walked in and was like, oh, my God, I love those. So I gave them to her. So if you want to love them as much as I do, guys, I have a special promo for you. For 25% off your first order, just visit rxbar.com and use my promo code JERSEY, capital J-E-R-S-E. Why? And you get 25% off. It's so exciting. You'll be such a good girlfriend if you just hand your boyfriend Narx Bar. I know I've done it. He has a whole supply of them now at his apartment um, before he goes to work. So no one is hungry. They're amazing. They're healthy. They're so cute. Again, for 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com and enter promo code JERSEY, capital J-E-R-S-E-Y. Because, I mean, these definitely also start a party. Meatballs, we made it to the Just Enough with Jacqueline section of the podcast. Uh, we normally just talk sports, but the Oscars, I think that's like sport for actors. Yeah. Well, it, so yeah, we'll it, talk it, Oscars. Okay. Um, I have... <laughs> 
I have strong opinions. Um, oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Brad was at an Oscar party I threw last year, hence the segue. Yes. And it was an amazing Oscar party, which I hope you do again next year, as long as it's uh, Justin Martindale. <laughs> as long as he is invited, as long as my favorite gay person in the entire world oh. can be sitting next to me doing Oscar commentary. <laughs> and all, it, it, oh, it, was so, it was so great. You got two of the straightest males in my life. Mm-hmm. To have man crushes on you and Justin because they were sitting behind you, the yeah. main squeeze and my brother, and they were like, "We want them to come everywhere with us. <laughs> They're obsessed with you." Well, it's because like, like Justin is so into the, is so into it, and I pl- and it's when when someone is that passionate about something, it's hard not to just let that bleed into your life. Like, I don't oh. care what I'm watching. Uh, if I'm watching someone that's really into The Bachelor that into The Bachelor like right next to me I could give two shits about The Bachelor but if I'm watching it with someone that's into it it kind of it kind of so bleeds in fun. yes, yes. And, it, and, it, and it makes everything more fun so yeah uh, the Oscar noms came out and I'm alright I'm mad because I, I think now it's gotten to the point where there's this system where now they know not to release good movies early. So all the Oscar movies came out like in the last three weeks. How are we supposed to keep up? We're not. We, we haven't seen them. We don't <laughs> like know. No one knows. I'm not excited about them because, I mean, like we're in SAG so we get screeners. Yeah. But like everyone else all over the country is like, I can't see because only like art house uh, uh, th- theaters are playing the water movie. Uh, the Shape of Which has more nominations yeah. than any other movie. Yeah. Which and, I don't agree and with. My wife saw it. She said it was fantastic. She was, was it amazing. beautiful, Jasmine? She said yeah. it's so yes. good. Everyone watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. She, so she loves it. But Should like, we only see it in the theater? I feel like it's a theater one. Oh, a lot, oh, of, a lot ma- of masturbation. Is that what this podcast? I wasn't planning on all <laughs> the master the talk. <laughs> Don't yeah. go with your mom. Don't oh, okay. go with your mom, meatballs. Fair, fair. Uh, but yeah, like I've only seen like two of the movies and that's it. And then my favorite, although movies that I like never get nominated. I thought. You're that, more of a Razzie guy. I thought that. No, not, not Razzie. <laughs> I thought Baby Driver was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So funny. So my cousin, Will Marfuji, who yeah. hosts a show on E! News today. Yeah. Was, he's so mad about that. Yeah. He loved it. He it was, was like, a, why is Baby Driver not nominated? I've seen it three times. The music syncs up with the action. It's so cool. Perfectly. And that, and you've heard, inter- I've heard interviews with Edgar Wright where um, he talked about how he did that on purpose. Like that, that wasn't on accident. Like, yeah. and uh, it, it's just, it's the, in the, some, the, the stunt work and the acting and the characters are so defined and the story is so great. I loved, like Baby Driver is one of my top seven movies of all time. Should we like campaign for this? I, I mean, it's like already should be done. A march. No, I, I mean, think it, it, it's not going to be like Oscar night and then be like, ah, just yeah, kidding. but the dwarf and the Italian chick really like Baby Driver. <laughs> so let's just throw that one in there. No, like, but so I'm mad about that. I'm very and, mad about it. And there's just like, like, like I said, all these movies I haven't seen. I feel like the, did you see the big sick? Yes, I, I thought that got set. chipped. I mm-hmm. I wanted that to be in there. For, I loved it. My uh, wife, my my wife hated that movie. You hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's, she, she's got. She, yeah, she's got opinions. But uh, <laughs> uh, I loved it. I love the fact good... that it was written by uh, a comedian and his brilliant wife, uh, yes. who is also a spectacular writer. Have you met them? I have. I've met Kumail. Kumail. I, I. But he wouldn't. It was so brief. I, I haven't actually talked to him. Like. 
at, at length. But uh, yeah, uh, I I loved the film. I watched it on a plane. I was trying I was trying not to tear up. It, it's <laughs> good luck. I, I I don't know what's more awkward when you're on a flight, watching a f- film and then kind of tearing up and crying. Or watching a film that all of a sudden cuts to a graphic sex scene. Graphic sex scene. (laughs) Always more awkward. Because you can put sunglasses on, but you can't like unsee penetration when there's people sitting next to you. Oh yeah. Like I I I love Black Mirror and I was watching it on a flight and it's not they they don't really show anything, but it's still like it, it's a sexy. Yeah, they're and doing it. They're doing it. You can't see a nipple, but you can tell, like, yeah, there's. Wait, which like, is your favorite episode? Oh, jeez. Oh, there's so I know that's a, black a tough mirror. question. Yeah, it's. Oh, I. <laughs> the, there was one I saw recently where, I think it was even season two or three. Yeah. Where uh, it's a dating app that. That's puts, the one I was just about to say. Yeah. Were you stay in the house for a certain amount of hours with that yeah. person? It's so messed up. Ooh. Yeah. It's. Oh. Hard to watch with like your significant other next to you too, because you're like, hmm, there's yeah. something to that. Yeah, I wonder. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah that one. It, it, and See when you'll expire. Right, and there's a couple of sex scenes. There's a lot in that one. In in that episode, and I was watching it on a flight, and this guy that I was sitting next to had been staring at my screen anyway, like. <laughs> I can tell that he was like he's at he had the middle seat. He just kept glancing over, it. and then all of a sudden, just boom, gra- like I'm just like what? And then I turn it, and it, it's almost worse if you turn it because then it sounds like you're, you're like, hiding. hey, this is just for me. I'm just gonna be in the corner here jerking off, and you just stay there. I'm I'm just gonna be, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, and that that was awkward. So oh, no, yeah. I'm I'm trying to go for just action movies now on planes. That's actually you know what's a good plane. Watcher Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> That's a good one on a plane. Yeah. There isn't any graphic sexy. No, surprisingly. Yeah, and you could even watch it on mute and put a song on you like or a podcast you like and just watch. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Alexander Daddario runs again. Great. Cool. I'm Great. good with that. Yeah. The rock the rock's doing push ups and jumping out of exploding helicopters. I'm a done. fan. <laughs> done. I'm a fan. I'm a fully heterosexual man, but can appreciate I, that that man's beauty. I you love the rock. I love Alexander. Sandra, I'm totally down with it. Done. Yes, done. <laughs> but I feel like the thing with the Oscar, everything coming out so late, it's like if football season, if they played all the games just in the month of January, like yeah. every day of the week. And yeah. it's like there's a buildup where right. people get excited yeah. about the Super Bowl. I'm not Bowl. excited about three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri because no. it was out for a month. Yeah, like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so you can't get excited about the movies. And like last year, uh, I think that was the case with – um, uh, Hell or High Water I thought should have won Best Picture Oh, why? I, I, I saw that film It was wonderful It mm. had action It was brilliantly acted It depicted life In those small towns in Texas Perfectly mm-hmm. And uh, I, I loved it That was my favorite movie last year I did not hear that at the Oscar party I really would have enjoyed commentary Between you and Justin um, On Hell well, or High Water it, it, I don't know But there's <laughs> And I, I, I've, I've talked about this with um, with some other comics where now it seems like there's certain movies that when they come out based on what's going on in them, you cannot dislike them 
even if you didn't like the movie. We're not allowed to not like Get Out. You cannot. First off. You cannot not like Get you Out. You have to like You it. have to like Get Out. And that's, and that's one of the examples. Yeah. You have to love Get Out. I didn't love it the first time I saw mm-hmm. it. You got to watch Get Out at least twice. Yeah. And, and and there's movies like that and Moonlight last year. Oh, I didn't like Moonlight. Whoa! I didn't like it. <laughs> I and, thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Beautifully now, shot. Well, and there and there's the difference between I think it's a bad film and I did not like the film. I can I can see it and go, yeah, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. The the same way I can listen to country music and go, okay, that's good music. I just don't like it's it. It's just my, not my thing. Yeah, it's just not my thing. So I watched Get Out and I was like, okay, that's a good film. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Not for me. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm rooting for the dark horse, which is uh, Dunkirk. I loved I loved Dunkirk. I thought that was brilliant. Okay, so is that what the meatballs should go see? If they have like one movie they're yeah. allowed, they can get to before the Oscars, you well, guys have a month. Yeah, I, I've only seen like three of the films that were nominated for Best Picture, but I I did see Dunkirk, and I'm I'm a World War II buff, so that's like awesome. I didn't know that about you. Oh, well, oh, you and the main squeeze should talk. He's a big history buff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He loved the Gary Oldman. He wants Gary. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's good. Yeah. If he's listening to this, he's gonna be like, "You fell asleep after like ten minutes. (laughs) Stop (laughs) saying it's good." (laughs) Okay, so, so uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna embarrass the hell out of myself right now because you just said fell asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep. Remember the Seinfeld episode where like Jerry falls asleep during uh, or no he's making out during Schindler's List. Yes. This is along those lines. Oh no. I fell asleep. During Hamilton. <laughs> I fell asleep I during Hamilton. <laughs> the How? You have to pay attention. That stimulates your brain the entire yes. time because you'll, yes. you'll, you won't get it. Yes, I know. <laughs> what I did, fell asleep what during Hamilton. What are you doing? <laughs> Not watching it close enough, I guess. Because, uh, and here I, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm mad at myself, okay? Don't don't, so don't think I'm proud of it because I paid how much fucking money for those damn tickets. I know. And, and then I'm sitting there and I'm just like, this is, I guess, kind of... <laughs> I should have gone with you, Jasmine. Oh, my God. Yeah. She fell asleep, she too. She fell asleep, too. My wife fell asleep, too. You know too. what? Okay, I fell asleep at the Pantages Theater during my favorite show, Cabaret. Really? Yeah. So I think there's something in, in the air. Are They're they, pumping are something. Are they piping something in? Are they like... They're, they want you to buy more tickets to go again. Are, are they secretly playing Nickelback songs like <laughs> under <laughs> under the numbers? It's like a silent, weird, yeah. psychological thing. I think that might be what they're doing. <laughs> I have not seen Hamilton yet, yeah. so I can't defend it or say you guys were right well, in that, your choices. Well, that's another thing where that's another piece of art where you cannot say that you didn't like Hamilton oh yeah you can't I just from hearing and meatballs please don't stop listening after I say this <laughs> uh after hearing all about it I'm just like I don't think I'm gonna be that into it yeah and you know what that's fine yeah I, 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 you can go see Book of Mormon and laugh your ass off and love that show yeah when I nannied for the McIntyres the kids mm-hmm. it was like Hamilton soundtrack every single day loved watching them perform it live I feel like I've seen it Okay, I so mean, you've kind of gotten. I've it. had many new kids on the blockers perform Hamilton for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And they were amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> 
it's great. But I feel like I've seen it. I feel like I'm good. Yeah, you got the music. <laughs> I'm good. good. I mean that. Well, that and you and you listen to it. It's all it's all songs. There's no there's there's no dialogue. I so ugh. it's just like but there's the, 427 songs in that damn in that damn play. So yeah, it, it, it's it, that's it, a lot. Yeah, it goes on. I don't on know forever. how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more excited in terms of Oscars because. I've already determined that that Baby Driver was the best movie of the year. Once mm-hmm. you see Baby Driver, you're good. Um, I'm more excited for what Kimmel does because I, I thought Kimmel did a fantastic job last year, and uh, especially coming off of how Seth Meyers and his opening monologue for the Golden Globes, which I thought as a comedian was perfect, it was so on point. Perfect. Shout out to Seth. Yeah. He killed it because I'm I wasn't the big Seth the biggest Seth fan. Me and I was kind of like, really, he's hosting it. Bring back Amy and Tina. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised and thought he killed it because he also was the first one that had to talk about all this yeah, shit. Yeah, talk about all the Me Too stuff. And the craziest and... thing is that so much has happened since then. I know. And that was like two weeks ago. I know. Uh, it's, Aziz it's... and James. Yeah. And now, so then James didn't get nominated a lot. A lot of people feel for that reason. But yeah. and, but Kobe Bryant got nominated, so <laughs> fun. Thank you for bringing it back. Fun. Kobe, Kobe did not Kobe is nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Hollywood took a few steps forward for the Me Too movement, and now you have Kobe nominated for an Oscar. You have the most famous cheater in history. Yeah, and there's allegations of Gary Oldman's past. Yes, and then uh, Casey Affleck is going to have to present Best Supporting Actress. So we took a few steps forward, Hollywood, but then <laughs> right back, right back, and we're and and we're horrible. Oh man, it's like they like skimmed. They were like, "Well, we'll give this one that. Yes. We'll take it away from him." Yes, they were running on high after <laughs> Oprah's speech. We're like, "We did it. We're good. We are the moral authority." And then I'm sorry. Damn it, no. James Franco. Damn no. it. <laughs> And then who's who's nominated for, for for an Oscar? Let's make sure we don't nominate anyone uh, who might might be controversial. So James Franco, let's not nominate Done him. Out. Uh, let, let, I let, feel like that would have been better past. for ratings. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, who should we nominate for uh, best uh, short documentary? Documentary short. Well, Kobe made a film. Yeah, nominate him. He he's fine. No controversy there. Kobe Bryant. Let's he's just, great. Yeah, me, he's paid his dues. Me, meanwhile, all of Colorado just just said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. So good job, Hollywood. Really show, really really showing that you're behind the whole Me Too movement. You guys are killing it. <laughs> God. Jeez, I was at the women's march actually. Oh, you did? That was it, that was, uh, that was a few, Saturday. Few days ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. a few days ago How in was Los it? Angeles. What was it was fun- cool. What, what was the funniest sign you saw? Because, ladies, I saw some stuff <laughs> on Instagram, killing it. <laughs> Killing it. I loved. There's a Whoopi Goldberg ghost sign that said, "Girl, you you in danger, girl." <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, that's I liked, good." Uh, I think the, my favorite one, and I'm gonna say the worst swear word you can say, okay. but it's for the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, a a older woman, uh, I would guess between in her 70s or even maybe even 80s, had a sign that said, "I would call Donald Trump a cunt," but 
a cunt is a warm, safe place, <laughs> or something like that—a warm, nurturing place. I think that one won. Yeah, and I'm the like, March. fucking brilliant. Yes, I had so many people send that to me. Yeah, that like, was great. Yeah, that girl's gonna get a head writing job on the Should. Tonight Show. <laughs> I want. I I go for the Women's March. It's like, yeah, sure, support ladies, but I'm going for the jokes. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> the thing though. Like it was I, and I I'm not hating again on the Women's March, sure. but it became an Instagram march yeah. because it was just I was holding a mine was I'm not super like Doc Trump yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's a lot of people got real down and dirty with everything and I was mm-hmm. there to support women and to mm-hmm. experience it and be mm-hmm. a part of it absolutely and it was one person after another just asking to take pictures of yeah. the put like everyone they're like you couldn't march because people were like I need a picture yeah and it, it, it's strange because you want the message to get out there more exactly. than anything. And you understand that if a lot of people Instagram photos, then, okay, that's putting it out on so- social media. So that part's good. Yeah. But then if, if the intention is just like, I'm going to get so many likes, <laughs> then like, you no. kind of lost the point. Yes. So yes. I get that. Yes. I, I I understand that critique. But yeah. it was really, I was nervous about going. Mm-hmm. I, have you ever done a march or anything? No, dwarves don't march. You don't march. Dwarves. <laughs> We don't march. Uh, it takes about nine of my strides to match every one of yours. So, no. I don't march. I don't hike. I, oh. My wife's always like, hey, let's go to Runyon. I'm I know like, you can no. walk there. Yeah, I'm like, no. No. I can walk to Runyon, and that's my workout. That's it. I don't even do Runyon. I, 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 I walk to Runyon Canyon, which is about three blocks away, oh. and that is, boom, that is that is my workout. You and my main squeeze should do that together. That's yeah. like his work. He oh, yeah. That. I'll dress up, too. I'll, I'll put on the leg warmer. The headbands. Athleisure is very hot right now. Yeah, let's do that, and then I'll, yes. and then she'll do the whole hike, and then I come home. Yeah, dwarves dwarves don't march. Okay. That and like no one likes to read signs that are at waist height. You know, like you, you got you got to have your signs up high. I can't really do that. So yeah, I'm not a I'm not a good marcher. Have you ever done? <laughs> I got marcher. Mm-hmm. No, that part I was nervous about because mm-hmm. because I'm a paranoid person. I'm not a parent, but I feel like I have a brain of that where now because of all the shootings that have occurred and everything, yeah. the second I walk into even like a comedy show, I'm like, who's going to like, yeah. you, you're now so you're, aware. You're, you're casing it like Jason Bourne where you walk in and just go, where are my exits? Exactly. How many people are here with scowls on their faces like, that, look, that look slightly behind? aggressive? Who has a trench coat? Yeah. Like you're literally... I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't. I don't want to walk into a, a into a restaurant and start like counting exits and wondering what I can like. I'm I'm looking down like John Wick. Like okay, like what can I use as a weapon? All right, here here's a salad fork. Done. Like I don't want to. I don't want to do that. That's what we do, though. I literally, like, it was before they let everyone march, so it was mm-hmm. just all these people, and we were next to the Biltmore Hotel, and I was just looking at all the windows. Being like, right? Do I, see, do I see a rifle? Yeah. And, and that and sucks. It, it, it sucks, but, I mean, but that's what we kind of have to be now is be kind of aware. I know they're like, yeah, the odds of it actually happening to you, yada, yada, yada. But then at the same time, if, if, you, have a, if you have five more seconds to run, before something happens, then that 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 could be the difference. That's it. Yeah. Uh, do you have, do you have a plan for when the we we get Hawaii'd where the phone goes off and it said it, and it says incoming missile. This is not a drill. Do you have a plan for that one <laughs> I'm yet? Just gonna make spaghetti and meatball. I'm gonna <laughs> drink a whole bottle of the most uh, Opus One. 
yeah red wine yeah and i'm gonna probably have a lot of sex yeah and, you know call call the family <laughs> say what preferably I preferably not say. during the sex but i guess <laughs> i guess doesn't even matter i'm sorry that was in you're that like, order yeah but, but you're like you know what family um i got i don't have a lot of time so i gotta be very efficient i want to go out happy yeah so i gotta call i gotta call sex i gotta have one last uh argument with my uncle and then that's it I, I I get it. I get it. Oh man, so crazy. What would you do? <laughs> what, what would I do? Oh man, like uh, my brother-in-law was actually was actually in Hawaii uh, with my nephew, his, his his kid, and the thing went off, and he just walked down to the beach. He walked down to the beach in like uh, uh, like Rogue One, like oh. the end of Rogue One, where they just walked down to the beach and was like, "All right, this is it." Oh my god! So he just walked because it, it, it's not like here where if it happened in my current apartment building, I could like maybe run down to the bottom level of the parking structure and just uh, kind of hang out there. No, no, it's like you're you're in Hawaii. There's nothing, you know. So it's like beach. You, go to the beach. Go to the beach and just that's a good way to go. Too. Yeah, just sit there and wait for the greatest sunset ever. Oh, <laughs> it, it's sort of sad. And it is sad. Beautiful I'm at the sad same time. Now. Yeah, but like that. But like that's what he did. And he just walked down to the beach and he held and he held his son and oh. just waited. And then 35 fucking minutes later, they get the text saying, "All good." <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I'm. I was laughing during that once I found out it happened because I was like how many people confessed stuff like how many people were like they get the alert the guy looks at his wife and go you know what I should I should tell you I'm gay (laughs) (laughs) and then and then 35 minutes later, they get the all clear. Uh, I should tell you that I slept with your sister or whatever. And oh. then 35 minutes, all, all clear. Kidding! Ooh. Babe! <laughs> it's like, but we're good. We had yeah. a near-death experience. Yeah, you love me. We've yeah. been through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I'm wondering if any lawsuits will happen because of that. They're like, I lost my job because I got the text, and I just turned to my boss and said, hey, boss, go fuck yourself. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like last year when they announced the wrong person during the Oscars. Yeah. How many? Oh, apparently everyone that works for Price Waterhouse, oh, whether yeah. you're at the show or not, is mm-hmm. not allowed to use their phones during the telecast. Great. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Done. Nothing. Done. No you social guys, media. You guys nothing. lost privileges. You're the you guys, worst. <laughs> you guys lost putting envelopes in yeah. correct like just handing someone an envelope you fucked that up yeah so yeah you're done who's gonna lose the super bowl who's who's gonna lose the super bowl yeah. not win <laughs> i can tell you who i'm rooting for who are you rooting for i'm rooting for the eagles you are i root for the underdog oh my god and they're the underdog and i root because they and i root for the team that hasn't they've never won one philly's never won i know uh, never won a super bowl and that fan did did, did you see the video of the fan running trying to catch the train and he runs into the pole no oh this is the greatest video ever where Um, where can i find this philly just go on youtube type in philly drunk philly fan runs into pole and he's run it it has all these fans on the train and they're all like you know e-a-g-a like they're all spelling out eagles and then they the train starts moving and you see this guy running trying to catch the train in his eagles jersey he's drunk as hell and then he's kind of looking at the train waving at it and then just Boom! Smacks right into the pole. <laughs> it's so great. It's like a it's like a linebacker right it right it over the middle, and the wide oh. receiver doesn't see it. Just pops uh. him. So that guy needs that that guy needs a Super Bowl win. He needs a Super Bowl win. Yeah, and it's like 
rooting for the Patriots to win another Super Bowl is like rooting for Leonardo DiCaprio to fuck another Victoria's Secret model. It's <laughs> yeah. like, we're, we get it. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're attractive. Yeah, you've done it. All right, it's like, ah. Uh, You're boring us. Yeah, You're all like, getting old and bloated. Right. It, 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 it's like praying Bill Gates wins the lottery. You know, it's like, <laughs> we're done. Okay, we, we have everything. As a giant, New York Giants fan, though, this is really tough for me. I right. Oh, because the Eagles are same division. The Eagles. Yes. Yeah. We're such a right. Like, I cannot vote. I don't know. So not you're vote. rooting for the meteor. Uh, but I don't. <laughs> you're rooting for a meteor but I don't. to come down <laughs> and take the meteor, out the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. My main squeeze. We actually got into a fight about this. Mm-hmm. He hashtag not my Super Bowl. It's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not watching. Like, yeah. I hate both teams. I'm not watching. And I was yeah. like, how are you not going to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> and yeah. he was just like, well, no. Why? What? What, what team is his team? Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that look on your face that says Cowboys. <laughs> is it Cowboys? Cowboys. <laughs> you, oh, if man. you guys could see the look on on Jacqueline's face when when when, when I said what's his team, you 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 looked like like two days ago you were going through old photos and you found him in a white supremacist outfit, just like. <sighs> Like I gotta, I gotta deal with this, yeah. Just, Cowboys fan, yeah. yeah. So yeah, who do, who do you who do you root for? My right. my my buddy's a Cowboys fan, and he and he and he hates the Patriots too. So it's like he's do, he's in the same boat, and uh, it's just yeah, you root for the meteor. It's the meteor. <laughs> I want the meteor, but I want the Justin Timberlake halftime show too. Yeah, yeah. you root for a good halftime <laughs> That's show. That's what I want. So you root for the meteor in the third quarter. I better see some Lance ba- Bass and yeah. Joey Fatone action somewhere in there. Right. Not to go. Uh, not to make a complete uh, left turn, but I'm about, I'm about to do it because uh, I just read this. Um, NASA actually released its plan because in 2024, there's going to be a meteor that comes uh, 2 million miles away from Earth, which is, for them, close enough where, where they're going to test the plan if it's going to hit us. And they're going to test the thing and see if they could actually get an asteroid off course. Shut up. Yeah, they're going to test it. And Guys, so, something to look forward to. So it's NASA, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay, so this is going to be like Armageddon. You land, you drill, you nuke, you blow it up, like, or it's throw up 50 nukes, or you throw up a, a, a rocket that attaches itself on and then blows it out of the way. Like, what's the fucking plan, NASA? Do you want to know what the plan is? What? They're sending something. They're launching an object that they say is the size of a large refrigerator and they're just going to knock into it and then knock it off course. <laughs> of course they are. That's all they're doing. What? Which, Where which, did you read this? The Daily Mail? Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm going to save the world. Hold my beer. Launch the fridge. <laughs> That's what this country is like yeah. right now. <laughs> and, they, and they said that in the release where like it's just... It, they said the size of a large refrigerator. Oh, no. And, and that's supposed to knock it just off. I'm like, haven't things hit it that are bigger than that? Haven't other things hit it? That, like, this is our plan? That's it. <laughs> but they're going to try to... Not even the just size our of, luck, like, a Suburban? <laughs> yeah. Just our, just our luck, 
it's gonna knock it like into our path oh, so he'll be like oh sorry guys we fucked up whoopsie and then done no yeah it, yeah it, it's it's going it's going two million miles away sorry i i know it's a weird segue it's but a fine segue yeah but you just said meteor meteor and i, and I just you read just this. dropped a lot of knowledge on the meatballs i'm so thank thankful i have a thank lot of for that uh my podcast partner adam ray makes fun of me all the time because i have so many random ass facts in my head because i just follow a bunch of weird twitter accounts i love it so like i read the, the like the weirdest things. um i actually your mm-hmm. podcast partner mm-hmm. um has some things he wanted me to ask you oh, okay um, oh god first first question <laughs> oh, uh, who laughed harder okay brad yeah at adam screaming at someone talking during brad's bachelor party entertainment oh that was hilarious i laughed so hard hold that thought <laughs> okay and I want to hear that story. Okay. Or Adam seeing yeah. Brad seeing... Oh, wait. Adam seeing Brad dancing for the first time. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is a two-part answer. I laughed harder immediately uh, hearing Adam yell at one of my friends during the bachelor party entertainment. What and But Adam sustained the laugh longer watching me dance for the very first time and there's actually a youtube video of this um yeah youtube dwarf dances uh gangnam style and adam is in this my old condo where i used to live and he like we're it's after a show i've got like four people over four or five people over and we're just we're hammered uh, and I just start dancing to the song Gangnam Style, which plays. I really want to see that. He loses his shit for <laughs> two and a half minutes. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, and then, okay, so I laughed at him. Here's what happened at my bachelor party. Um, there were uh, two, um, uh, no, there were, there were four? Four, there were four accountants uh, who were all accounting in front in, in front of all the guys um up at, we hired four accountants uh, to do a private show of accounting oh of accounting yeah cool, they cool. brought the Got green it. rimmed hats That's and everything so great. <laughs> my wife is it's... six feet from me guys <laughs> okay it so smells amazing in yeah, here by the so way if i you're don't know looking, what you're baking but that's if you're listening to me like why is he saying accountants why doesn't he just say whores it's because my wife is six feet away from me so um, you had a lineup of accountants all accountants accounting all old, old school style accounting <laughs> you guys are gonna be great when you have kids yeah. talking about shit you don't want yeah. to talk about in front of the kids just and call it accounting they were doing um the most they they, they they had just got into maybe the most advanced accounting trick i have ever seen <laughs> this like this you ha- you have to be amazingly flexible uh coordinated you have to have a lot of balance this was amazing. Did they an like ama- detach a leg? An amazing <laughs> accounting trick. And as yeah, yeah, Jasmine as, can do all the tricks. As they're doing this amazing accounting trick, and all of our faces are just stunned. We're like, I didn't know that was possible. Like, and we're we're all locked in. We are laser focused. One of the guys in my circle of friends turns to Adam and goes you know I had some questions about your podcast if you could just and Adam just turned to him in the most pure pure anger just went shut the fuck up and and then like think of think of like what if 
for for the sports fans listening, what if you're watching the Super Bowl? It is fourth and goal. They need the touchdown to win. It's the final play. And two seconds before they hike the ball, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend comes in and goes, you know, I'm thinking about going to Ikea to just shut the fuck up. Like, no. It was that kind of desperation, anger, and just, just stop it. <laughs> So and when he said that, I just laughed so hard because oh it was very pure. Uh, but oh yes, uh, so I laughed harder in the immediate. But watch the video and you'll see Adam laugh for about two and a half minutes oh watching God. me dance for the first time. Because face hurts. Because Lord, I can dance. You are a dancing machine. I can. Oh so, yeah. So yeah, if you want to see a dwarf <laughs> dance Gangnam Style, and who doesn't, just uh, go just go to YouTube. That, type I feel in, like that would. Yeah, type in Dwarf Dances Gangnam Style and you'll see him just... He, he's also slightly drunk and high. So, I was so, just going to so say, that, were there edibles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, like, I'm high laugh of just like... And when and when Adam Ray laughs, it, it's this high-pitched giggle. So it's like, ho, 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 And like... Holy it, shit, it, it, that was a good impression. It, it just does that for like two and a half minutes. Oh my God. It's, it, it, it's awesome. So yeah, that, that answers that question. That's hilarious. <laughs> God damn it. I want to have a dance-off. I Have you done stand-up to the streets? The oh, dance show yet? Uh, I feel like you'd be a good judge on it. Justine, Justine Marino Justine show? Justine Marino and yeah, Heidi, he's uh, like... I'm going to judge it. You're going to... Yeah. Yeah, we're trying oh. to find a date. I've talked to her. Um, I, and man. yeah. It's like, I, I, I want to judge with, uh, like, you and Angela Johnson. Like, oh, yeah. Pe- like, people that can actually that dance. Dance on basketball courts. Yeah. Like, we have been legit. You're yes. Dope, yeah. We get paid mm-hmm. not to be accountants. Accounting. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. No, uh, and for oh. those of you who don't know, um, Angela Johnson used to be a Raiders cheerleader. Yeah, she was a Raiders cheer- I yeah. was a dancer for a basketball team. I res- I, I'm what so pas- happy you brought what, up. What basketball team? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it does. What basketball team? Mine was not professional. That's okay. What basketball Mine, team? Mine, I was a rim at. It was right before, right after Lamar Odom was there. Was it a d- at URI? Is that a? D- <laughs> it was in like college. Go Co- college. Okay. Yeah. So That's awesome. we did that. Yeah. That's fine. And since then, my peak was dancing in a Tito Jackson music video. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. That's right. He I- turned to me before we started shooting, and he yeah. was like, "I've never done this without my brother." <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I love, <laughs> I'm fascinated by anyone who's doing something to where they're not even the best person to do that thing in the family. <laughs> and in Tito's case, not even second best. Nope. <laughs> like he's, he's maybe just outside the top five. That's got to be kind of crazy when it's like, because I like, it's safe to say I am the best stand-up comic in my family. That's not going out on a limb by saying that. But there, there, there might be people that are actually better at just one-liners in terms of like conversationally. There's definitely people that are funnier in my family than me. But in terms of like being a stand-up comic, no, I'm the no, best one. You're the best. I could not imagine if I'm like the fourth best comedian no. in my family, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing for a living. Like that's it's insane. Yeah, that would just be heartbreaking every oh, day. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I was actually at a basketball game last night. Oh yeah, you were. What game? I was at the Clippers game. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and by chance, it was Italian Heritage Night. <laughs> that. <laughs> See, whenever a team does a Heritage Night, <laughs> it's 
so weird. It's it's like you, that. I know some racist shit is gonna go down. Like I bet you for Italian Heritage Night, oh there was like a Super Mario brother walking out to mid court, just throwing Sabaro out to the audience out of a T-shirt can. Like a huge pizza canvas and they had a game where people just had to throw pepperonis on it sure yeah oh don't worry there's a korean heritage night coming up and an indian heritage night apparently so (laughs) what so what do they do for the indian Um, heritage night someone comes out riding an elephant while on a headset giving tech support advice (laughs) like that's just it's awful it's awful awful. like because you can't when you do a heritage night like that what you're saying is hey this is what we think you do. Exactly. This is what we assume you do. So it's like, oh, it's Italian Heritage Night. So throw the pepperoni onto the giant pizza. Like, like I don't do that at home. No, night. you've never done that. It's like, no, this is what Italian. Okay, so you're going to eat gelato while you argue with your mother using amazingly large hand gestures. Like, that, like well, is that? That is accurate, actually. Yeah, is that Italian um, Heritage Night? <laughs> so we got bobbleheads. Um, guys, meatballs for the girls out there. Oh Hottie God. alert or the guys that like guys. Number eight on the Clippers. He's really cute. Danilo Gallinari. I got a bobblehead. Hey, Gallinari. Gallinari. Hey. Yeah. He's climbing the Tower of Pisa. This bobblehead. It's so crazy. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. I wish I brought it here. Yeah. It was a lot. It was aggressive. Wow. See, like, okay. Whew. And I got on the Jumbotron. What? You did? Yes. For dancing. For I've dancing. never been on the Jumbotron. Wow. Game. Yeah. That they that's R- right. Props. Props. Now, was it a specific? What 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 was the song that that was going on? Oh, I think it was boom boom boom. <laughs> Let me when say well well. Okay, and what and what was your style of dance? Um, I it was almost like a hair flip, like very okay. white basic. Okay. But like a, now, like, were you trying to get all, like? Did, not like, at did all. You look at your date like. Jumbotron right now. <laughs> this is happening. No, it's a surprise. It's oh. I literally was like, I don't feel well. I want to go home, and then it just like You're happened. Like, oh, oh shit! Now I've been on the jumbotron before, and I feel there's like, you'd be like great on the jumbo. There, okay, I have a jumbotron story. Yes. Okay, this uh, this happened. Uh, I took my heterosexual life mate and podcast partner Adam Ray. Mm-hmm. We went uh, we went to a Laker game and. I got courtside tickets. I won them in a charity auction. I did not pay full price. I felt very bad because I like I just bid on them. Like, yeah, sure, I'll bid this much money for two tickets. Oh, yeah. I won't. I won't win. Turns out, I won. Very excited. That is so um, cool. So we go. We go to the Laker game, and uh, we're sitting courtside. First of all, the the uh, the uh, waitress walks up and goes. Hey, uh, order anything on the menu. It's free food Fridays. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And they're just like, yeah, get whatever you want. It's free. free. It's free food Friday for a certain section, like the top. We're like, oh, this is what it's like to be rich? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and we, we were ordering things that you have no business ordering at a game. When, when, when you go to a game, it's, it's burgers, hot dogs, wings, nachos. That's like... 
pretzel like that's the thing you're allowed to order yeah like i had a we, hot dog last night yeah we were like give us the sushi and, oh my God. <laughs> and we ordered and we ate sushi courtside like the most douchiest douchebag la people Ew, oh what? yeah i'm eating sushi courtside lake again what a boner <laughs> killer so was it shipped in from katsuya across the street i'm sure it was yeah <laughs> uh, that actually sounds really good so right we're now. so so we're sitting there and Adam Adam looks at me and goes, hey, we need a game plan here because we could end up on a Jumbotron. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so what's, the, so what's the plan? And he goes, all right, kiss cam, are you in? I go, absolutely. Duh. Like, duh, that's, yeah, that's what you do. 100%. Okay, and he goes, all right, I'm, I like your commitment. Hope that doesn't actually happen. Uh, and then we go, uh, like, and we go like, okay, but dance cam, you're in? And I go, yeah, done. Because I'm, I'm, I'm courtside, so now I don't even have the seat in front of me. I can just get up, and i got room. You know, I've, I've got room oh. to move. So, uh, so uh, it's like third quarter, and now the announcement happens. Like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the dance cam. Let's see what you got. I'm like, I got this. I stand up and start fucking going just moving and doing my best and you see the people around me like start like there's a slow roar of cheering happening like around me and then you hear it building and I'm, I'm still I'm jamming and then within like with the whole dance cam thing lasts about three minutes the last 30 seconds they put me on the dance cam and the place explodes. Oh like, my God. Staples Center is rocking like Robert Ory just hit the three to beat the Sacramento Kings in the 2002 finals. I think it was 2002. Well, look at that. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, like it, the place just blew the roof off the joint. And uh, it was amazing because to have that many people cheer. And then some people were like telling Adam like, uh, yeah, you go dance too. And Adam's like, Fuck no! no. You're, you're not competing with midget breakdancing. You're not. <laughs> you don't be like, and this is, and I could do a weird robot like that. No, no you don't do that. So Drunk he's uncle dancing. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, so, so he's sitting down. He's <laughs> videotaping with his phone and getting the whole thing. So there's, there's actually a YouTube video of this as well. And, uh, and then, um, uh, that got us sort of. That combined with something that happened in a men's restroom got us to meet Chris Pratt. <laughs> I love that that's the segue. I'm so sorry. No. It, it's... Was it a Seattle Seahawks conversation that happened in a men's restroom? Okay, this is how, this is how we met Pratt. Um, okay. So this was before this. Yeah, this was before the dancing happened. Uh before the dancing happened, uh, we saw Chris Pratt also sitting courtside. But we were like, we got to meet him. We got to try to get him on the podcast. We got to try to do this. Yeah. So, and but so we just say, let's just start walking towards him, and then we'll and, th- and then we'll think of something. Great, great attitude. So, great plan. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. So we walk towards him, and he's got all these people talking with him, and we're like, all right, not now, because it's not. We can't just run and be like, hey, we really like you. Like you can't, you can't do that. And you guys have a very successful podcast, though. Yeah, yeah and we don't want to be the guys that like. We don't want to storm people and just be like, "Die, we have a successful podcast." Uh, Susan Sarandon's been on it. Bob Saget, <laughs> Julia White. You want, you want to do it, Chris Pratt? Like, <laughs> we don't want to do that. So, we see him having this conversation, and then we see him go. 
to this. There's a section of Staples Center for the like the courtside people. I've found out since then that it was essentially installed just for Jack Nicholson. But it's like where you can go to like a like a private it's like restroom. His locker room. Yeah, like like bathroom, snack area. Like it's there. It's amazing. Um so he starts walking towards that and we're like, oh, oh shit, we're courtside. We can go there. We're in. Yeah. So we start going and we're following him because it's like this is a more secluded area. We'll be able to talk to him more. And then he goes right to the bathroom and Adam goes, Oh man, we can't go in the bathroom. And I go, Don't worry, I got this. And I just walk into the bathroom. Now, I did not have a plan, but I just wanted to act confident in front, in, in front of my buddy. So I go, okay, I got this. So I just walk in. No plan whatsoever. And uh, Pratt's at a urinal. And then uh, <laughs> all the urinals are open except for two. The one Pratt's using and the one some other guy is using. And the one the other guy is using is the dwarf urinal. It's it's the tiny urinal. All the other ones are open. It's the dwarf slash kid urinal. I put dwarfs first, obviously. It was yeah. probably designed for kids, but whatever. Go whatever. fuck it. Uh, so, yeah, so this guy's pissing at the dwarf urinal, and now I can't go because no urinals are available towards me, uh, for me. So I stand directly behind the guy and go, just your luck. You're using the midget urinal, and a midget shows up. Pratt on the side hears this, looks at me and goes, and just <laughs> busts out laughing. And then like we kind of share a moment or whatever, and then uh, and then and we talk, and I I I kind of say, hey, you enjoying the game? Yeah, enjoying the game. And uh, yeah, I I had to say that he took my urinal. Yeah, you had to say it. Yeah, I'm I'm a comedian. Oh, awesome! I I love comedy. I I know that Pratt's friends with uh, Ryan Sickler. He he he's on the Crab Feast podcast, so I bring that up. And then he walks outside, and outside is Adam Ray, who's wearing a supersonic jersey because he has to wear something Seattle everywhere he goes. Every day, and, all day. And, uh, and Pratt's from Seattle. So he sees the supersonics jersey, and he's like, hey, what's going on, Seattle? And there's that Seattle connection. So then they strike up the conversation, and then uh, that we kind of talked with them, said, hey, would you mind doing the podcast? He goes, uh, I don't know, maybe. And, and then um, he saw the, he, then we went back to our seats. The, the dancing thing happened. And then Pratt texted us and was like, yeah, I'm in for the podcast. Ah! <laughs> he yeah. hasn't done it, but. <laughs> Chris he, Pratt, what are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but just the fact that all that happened in the same night, the da- the dance cam plus uh, uh, accosting Chris Pratt in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> the Pratt urinal story. Yeah, the Pratt urinal story. Oh my God. It was, it, 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 it was fantastic. <laughs> That's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Right? It's pretty great. You're uh, you're aligned to the guy peeing in your urinal. Yeah. <laughs> Alone. Well, I mean, the unfortunate thing is I've had a lot of practice with that. Like, a lot of people use that damn dwarf urinal. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, that G- has to be awkward. G- G- Jim Jeffries has this great joke where he says he likes using smaller things so he can yell i'm a giant and and like that's why he does it and maybe that's what a lot of guys have where they see the tiny urinal they're like i want to feel big and so they go they piss in that and i'm like that's my fucking urinal Uh, i can't use the other ones that's like the guys driving big car syndrome it's like what are you compensating for yeah 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 exactly (laughs) you should take pictures of guys and then show their girlfriends when you walk out i would but then i would have a camera out in the bathroom and if you hear a click i'm pretty sure that's (laughs) a yeah yeah meatballs don't do that yeah um i actually wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. uh jim jeffries he's a good friend of yours yeah 
Yeah. G- yeah. Yeah. Jim's a pal. He's awesome. We uh, spent some time together. He, yeah. Jim, uh, Jim has, when he, when he found his girlfriend was pregnant, he found out his, his, his girlfriend was pregnant. You were all he, on legit together, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he went to the improv and he announced all the comedians like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a dad. And we were all like, that's not good. No. Like, that's not a good idea. No. Like, you're, Jim, you're crazy. You're a madman. <laughs> and and we go, how are you gonna? How are you gonna keep a kid alive? You know. And and then his response was, he looked at me and went, and he was kind of drunk. He goes, Well, Brad, you're my friend, and you haven't died around me. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Sound logic, Jim. Uh, I'm surprised he's not like written a book about parenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, he's so, a yeah, great dad. Uh, Jim's a pal, and uh, that's awesome. How did that whole thing happen how, on the show? Did Jim did you and know I him before? Friends? I don't. I think just through like uh, honestly, God, I can't remember how we became friends, but yeah. we knew of each other, and then he put me on legit because if you watch legit, I'm pretty sure. Every disability is represented very strongly. Uh, so yeah, I think he, I think he just needed a little person. And thanks to uh, thanks to Jim Jeffries, I got to yell out on television, "Who wants to do coke off my back?" And that's that's I a mean, dream. That's a dream. That's 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 something you show that's the parents. That's a bucket list. <laughs> Speaking of your parents, you're so mm-hmm. close with your family, right? Yep. Okay. Very, very close to my family. Uh, my second special is called Daddy Issues, and the reason why is not because I am angry at my dad, but ra- but rather uh, uh, something he had to go through that kind of brought uh, the family all, all closer together. So, uh, yeah, and the best part is uh, he's in the audience. Ah. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great... It, it, it's a great thing. Uh, I'm, it's weird when I talk to other comics about how much I like my parents are still together. Yeah. I love them. I have a great relationship with my sister, like and her kids, and like everyone's like, well, aren't you supposed to be fucked up to be a comedian? I'm like, I I think so, but I really love my family. Like you and I are in the same boat. Yeah. My parents are about to celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary. Amazing. I'm really close with my brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't hate you guys. That's weird, right? Because how did I get funny? <laughs> How did this happen? But you recognize, at least for me, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. and I want to know what your situation is. Mm-hmm. I recognize the funny shit that they do. And yeah. I think that's where it comes from. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. we're nowhere near perfect. No, no, no. You don't have to be, like, just because you're still together and you all care about each other no. doesn't mean that there's not some craziness going on in the family. And, and just being able to identify that. Uh, helps you with the stuff you do on stage, but yeah, uh, lo- uh, love my family. Just talked to my dad uh, uh, yesterday, and we're all like, we're gonna, they're they're gonna all come out and for because uh, my wife and I just bought our first house, and Yay, uh, they're gonna come out and like they're gonna help us set come up the out, house, drive and, up, like, drive up. They're gonna and, drive yeah. up, <laughs> yeah, from from Orange <laughs> they're <not> County. Flying. <laughs> no, although so yeah, they they, w- they would if they could. Yeah, it, Brad's jersey is San Diego. Mm-hmm. Hmm? You're where you're from. So my Jersey is New Jersey. That's oh, where I'm no, from. Oh, no, no. I'm from Orange County. Okay. But uh, I definitely have family in San Diego. Oh, so where exactly are you from in Orange County? Fullerton, California. You're from Fullerton. Which is right next to Anaheim. I, I, in high school, I worked at Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. True story. That's yeah. Crazy. I worked at the Brea Mall at Hot Topic and I worked at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh. I was a cashier at Hot Topic. And, oh, I, and I dressed pretty much how I dress now. So that means, like, I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy. So that means that 
you walked into Hot Topic and there was guys with gauges and mohawks and tattoos and piercings and all this body modifications and then a dwarf walked in they're like wow that's weird enough uh you can just do that <laughs> they're like just be you yeah just be you perfect <laughs> everyone's gonna walk in like how'd you do that thing with your legs i don't know god uh <laughs> oh god so yeah that that's yeah uh were you the, always just really funny and kind of well my dad made me funny and i'll explain because my dad told me my my family are i'm the only dwarf in the family i I want that to be known uh we don't all come you know from the same mushroom house uh i'm i'm the only dwarf in the family so my dad knew that i was going to be made fun of he knew i would be bullied in school Mm -hmm. so what he would do was he would make fun of me first as a kid like a young kid like three four five years old He, he would make fun of me and then say okay hit me back hit me back with insults so when you go to school, you're going to be ready for this, and this isn't going to blindside you. So, and he did, and he, would, and he and I would write comebacks together. So when I finally got to school and kids would make fun of me, I would, I would hit them back with a comeback so fast, and they'd be like, that's not how that's supposed to go. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to make fun of you and then look cool, and now I'm making fun of you, and I made fun of you, and now I'm crying. What, 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 what happened? Happened I, here. Yeah, I literally made a kid cry on the very first day of school, and then I got sent to the principal's office. <laughs> Because because he said, ha-ha, you're little. And I said, ha-ha, your mom doesn't live with your dad anymore. That's amazing. <laughs> Look at that mind trickery right yeah, there. Yeah, and I was, I'm from Southern California, so I had a 50-50 shot at getting that one right. And uh, I did. Seriously, um, in the OC? Yeah, so... Uh, That's so cool. So yeah. what would your dad even say to you? Like, how did he well, toughen your skin up? Well, because my dad would literally like... Like, okay, like, let's say we're at a restaurant and uh, he would just turn to me and say, like, hey, so you're going to order the shrimp because you are what you eat. And then I would have to have a comeback, like, <sighs> ready for him, either like a bald joke or a glasses joke or a lawyer joke. He's a lawyer. Uh, so, yeah, that that's what that, – that was my training. I would always have to be ready with a comeback. You've been writing jokes yeah. since you could write. Yeah, right so that's why I try to warn people at my shows because I've been heckled before, like – People have yelled at me like, where's your pot of gold? And I'm like, do you think I haven't heard that shit before? Yeah. I've been trained like that. I got that in kindergarten. Like I'm not, I'm you're ready. Like, you're for better sh- than that. Yeah. Give me like, something good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that shit. So yeah. if you're going to heckle me, come strong to the hoop. I mean, you're still going to lose, but at least put up an effort. Something. My God. Yeah. So yeah, that's how, that's how my dad essentially trained me to be a comedian. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause he, he he wasn't doing it on purpose. He wasn't like, hey, you're going to be a comedian. It's just sort of preparing me for the realities of life ended up, uh, yeah, just uh, making me a comic and kind of making me funny accidentally. So I, you started comedy, mm-hmm. A, when you could start talking, B, <laughs> at 19. Yeah. Was that when you professionally started or was that like the first I mean, time you did an open mic? Yeah, open mic. Okay. I was professional at, I think, 22. Uh, but yeah, uh, started doing comedy at 19 and, uh, yeah, just as soon as I did it, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is I, it. I, I, I'd been performing like my whole life. Like I was always in youth theater and plays and musicals and stuff Same, like that. And yeah. improv comedy troops. So I'd done some improv comedy. Uh, yes, the cheesy improv comedy where they're like, tell us an occupation, <laughs> milkman, and a funny location, desert island, okay, scene. Like, yeah, I've done that 
cheesy shit, uh, which uh, I make fun of, but it, it's insanely valuable and insanely rewarding. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's great training ground. Yeah. So I did that and then started doing stand-up at age 19, and uh, I've never had another job. I've uh, never had a career. I've, see, never, I've never had that moment where I had to, like, give up, um, like, choose, like, between, like, well, do I stay as an, as uh you know a, a, as an intern or do i stay as a lawyer or do i stay at this whatever job to make money or do i quit to pursue my dream it's like no i was doing comedy from 19 and never had a normal job yeah i started making halfway decent money at 22 that's so, so crazy yeah. i've noticed a through line because i've had professional athletes on the podcast professional mm-hmm. dancers producers casting and the thing that everyone has said is they just kept going with what they kept getting hired for <laughs> yeah and <laughs> yeah and once know. you keep getting jobs it's hard not you know you just keep going yeah i mean i dropped out of i i, I had a year left of college mm-hmm. and i was majoring in communications i was trying to be a sports announcer and uh so and i started doing comedy i was like well this is what i'm doing so i dropped out and wow. that, that was a fun and now you kind of get call. to do both though you do yeah. a lot of sports you talk about sports all the time yeah i talk about sports all the time i yeah. joke about sports all the time you and make people happy yeah and now uh I'm, I'm a i'm a massive broncos fan and i go to denver two sometimes even three times a year and i got to meet the play-by-play man for the broncos <gasps> he does the radio broadcast for the broncos his name is dave logan and i told him that i'm a huge broncos fan and i started you know naming players from like the 80s and so it's not just like Peyton Manning's cool like it's like yeah (laughs) I like I know shit um and then he goes yeah well next year why don't you uh why don't you come in the booth with me and 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 you can call a play it's like yeah okay that'd be awesome so I'm gonna do the thing that I actually went Went to to college for for. yeah 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 and actually do that like not I'm not gonna get paid for it but I'm gonna do it do you have any advice for the mm-hmm. meatballs on just attaining those goals like when you started out doing comedy yeah i mean unless people are just like here's a job you get a job yeah. you get a job <laughs> yeah first of all that's never gonna happen yeah. uh oprah's never gonna come to your house <laughs> say look under your chair it's a six-figure salary <laughs> with health insurance yeah. like yeah like that's never gonna happen yeah so um stop talking about whatever it is you're gonna do mm-hmm. and literally Nike, just do it. And you're like, well, how do I, how do I start doing it? It's like, just start it. Cause like I've, I've talked to directors on my podcast and I've talked to producers and like, especially like directors, you're like, how do you start directing? You go, you just start directing. You just do you it. Just say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this short. I'm going to do this YouTube video. I'm going to do this blankety blank. And you just start, you start directing. So if you want to be a writer, just start writing. Well, I'm not getting paid for it. Don't, don't give a shit. Just start writing. Start writing scripts, start writing acts, start writing plays, start writing whatever, just write. So that's the thing. So it's like whatever you're trying to do, whatever your goal is, just start doing it mm-hmm. because uh, you've got to put in your 10,000 hours. you got to become good at it, and the only way to get good at it is to do it. So, And this applies to everything like there's not one thing where you'd be like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sit in my house and wait for oprah like it's it's, it's not gonna <laughs> She's happen not going to come over no that's not gonna happen so you have to just uh 
like and when we started out when i started out doing comedy and i know when you started out doing comedy it was you're doing open mics you're doing unpaid gigs you're driving mm-hmm. two and a half hours to do three minutes and that's just because you need to start doing it you need to get in those reps so yeah that would be what i would say would it be just to start doing whatever it is you want to be doing it sounds well People are like, well, that sounds really basic. It's like, yeah, sometimes the most basic advice is the best advice. Like, whenever someone loses a bunch of weight, they, they, they ask you, like, how'd you lose the weight? And they ask you that because they want you to say, I just ate ice cream and sat on the couch and watched Stranger Things, and I lost all this weight. And it's like, no, no. that's not going to be the answer ever. So what you have to, they're going to tell you, I cut out sugar. I cut out carbs. I went to the gym four times a week. I ate more vegetables. I became, like, they're, that's what they're going to say. And that's the obvious thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's just doing it. Yeah, you know the answer. It's so true. Yeah, like when like uh, my man, my manager tells me all, all the time that I need to write uh, I, I need I need to write a script and I know I need to write a script. I know I do. I'm just too lazy and I haven't started doing it. Exactly. <laughs> but I know that I need to start if I ever want to do it, I just have to start writing it and it won't be good, but I could start, you know, throwing down an idea and then I could figure it out and then I'll be Jordan Peele within, within... You're going to be at the Oscars <laughs> with Kobe getting his second Oscar in 2 years. I predict it now. Yes. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah, Co- yeah, Kobe's going <laughs> to um Mark Ellis who is uh, a great comedian, he tweeted out something hilarious this morning where he what said where he said you do realize that now Kobe Bryant could have more Oscars than Stanley Kubrick <sighs> Mike <laughs> drop Cause, yeah because that's yeah, insane Stanley Kubrick never won never one, won anything but oh man Kobe did could. you go to his LACMA exhibit no, I did not. Oh, it was so good. Was good. My brother and I physically ran into Kanye West walking out of it, by the way. Physically? Physically. It wow. was like a physical, like, oh, sorry. Did you have a line? Did you have a line for Kanye? <laughs> I was like, you should name your future daughter Chicago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good line. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. We can, we can thank Gross. you for that. No. That's amazing. It's so funny. I had uh, the psychic Chris Medina on earlier this month, and his biggest advice was just get out of your own way. He was like, yeah. put yourself out there more. And I think that's so true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have another question from Adam Ray. As this goes <laughs> along. This is funny. It's like Adam's interviewing me. This is I great. Know. Um, through, through a surrogate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the about last night surrogate. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. What was your first memory of a fuck yeah moment? Like when you accomplished something you didn't think you could in comedy uh, and life. Good question. Adam right. Ray. That was deep. Uh, When you said another question from Adam Ray, I I, I expected it to be like, when do you first remember (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts? I know, he got deep. Yeah, so I was like, damn, Adam. (laughs) Trying to make me cry here. Um, The first fuck yeah moment in comedy was the epiphany moment of, well, first of all, that no, uh, okay. The first fuck yeah moment in comedy, I have to like build up to it. That's fine. Um, I've, the first time I ever went on stage, I was in the audience of a Carlos Mencia show. I was not planning on going on stage. Mm-hmm. I, I had not started comedy at that point. Uh, he was doing midget jokes. Half the audience was laughing, and the audience that was sitting by me was not laughing. They're like, look over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mencia notices this, and he looks over the side and goes, why aren't you laughing? Like, there's very funny jokes. He goes, what? Is one of them here? And I just... <gasps> raised my creepy little hand in the air and I was like what's up dude and he called me on stage he was like I want to talk to you 
and I ran up on stage and he asked me questions and my answers, uh, they were honest. I wasn't trying to be funny. They got laughs. He said, what do you do for a living? And I go, I work at Disneyland. That got a laugh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. What, what, what's your real job? I go, no, I work at Disneyland. He goes, fine. What do, you, what do you do at Disneyland? I go, I'm a bodyguard for Mickey Mouse. And I was. That was my actual job. So uh, that like, and at that moment, I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. So I started doing stand-up. I started going on open mics and doing like that. Fast forward. A year and a half later, mm-hmm. um, I go to the Ontario Improv once again to see Mencia perform just as an audience member. He sees me before the show, and he recognizes me, and he goes, hey, you're that dude from whatever. Like, you said you want to do comedy, right? I go, yeah. And he goes, did you start? I go, yeah, I've been doing it for a while now. He goes, awesome. Do you want to open up my show tonight? I go, Yeah. Because before then, I'd just done open mics and coffee shops and things like that. Now, there's a sold-out improv, Ontario Improv, 400 people. And I'm like, yeah. And this is the first fuck yeah moment because I go he I go up on stage. I do about three to five minutes. I get laughs. I come off stage. And Mencia looks at me and goes, wow, I put you on stage because you're a midget. And I thought that was funny enough. But turns out you actually have jokes. Do you want to be my new opening act? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That was my first That's fuck so yeah cool. in comedy because there's certain, you only get a few of these moments in your life where mm-hmm. you know your life was going one way until this moment happened. Now it's going a complete different direction. Like you get like four or five of those in life. It's I like, just got chills. It, it's like when your kid, when your first kid is born, your life was doing one thing. Now your kid's born. Now you're, now you're a parent. Now it's doing, when you get married, uh, it, you know, and for me, that was one of those moments where that night when he said, you're my new opening act, I'm like, oh yeah, life is different now. Mm-hmm. Cause now I'm not doing this as a hobby. Now I'm doing this as like, and I'm doing this. And the next weekend, now, remind you, a week before, I was doing open mics at coffee shops in front of maybe 15 people max. Mm-hmm. The next weekend, uh, Mencia took me to Bakersfield where I did the Fox Theater and opened up for him there, and that's 1,200 people sold out. <laughs> that's insane. So that, yeah, so that was the rise. And then, uh, yeah, and then he got it, and then Mencia got the Mind of Mencia TV show. He put me on the Mencia TV show. I was I was his opening act for four years. And then after that, uh, I graduated <laughs> and went off and started headlining on my own. So yeah, that was uh, that was my fuck yeah moment. Good fuck question, yeah. Adam Ray. Good, Good job, job, Adam Ray. Yeah. I have so many questions for you. Fire away. We can do rapid fire. We could do like rapid. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this this will be a long podcast. Yeah. Get, get comfortable, people. I have to go teach, though. That's oh. the only problem. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm the worst. Uh, I'll, I'll do a rapid fire. I've been through a lot of these, though. Uh, okay. Oh, you own a restaurant. Uh, I own You're a, an investor. I own a brewery. You own a brewery. Yeah, uh, Thorn Street Brewery in San, in San Diego, California. Yes. Go, go, go to San Diego, go to Thorn Street Brewery, get the coconut porter or the barrio lager. It's, it's delicious. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm, an, I'm an investor and sort of the mouthpiece, but uh, it's fun to say because I do. I own a brewery, and it's awesome to say I have my own beer. That's it's so cool. Crazy. And, and I, now we just got we just got into... 
the American Comedy Company in San Diego. <gasps> you did? Yes, they I love sell. It there. They sell our beer. So, <gasps> That's so cool. yeah, you can get Thorn Street Brewery at, at the American. Comedy I want to go there with you. Yeah, and, and, like sample everything. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's yeah. Well, of course you want to go with me. I, I get everything for free. Uh, no, I I am the opposite of like a cheap person. I'm like mm-hmm. here, take more of my money. I right? have a huge problem with that. You should you should go to my brewery. Yeah, then. exactly. Give us all the money. Um, yeah. What's your process like? What? How do you write? Like, do you have a like? I like to go running, and that's how I like mm. think of stuff. I like to get my mind off of things. What do you like to do? Uh, I drink. Um, a caffeinated beverage, more mm-hmm. than likely a green tea, mm-hmm. and uh, then I go on stage. <laughs> and like, I write on stage or I write um, on the radio, okay. where like when I'm doing morning press, mm-hmm. I write like how, uh, like that's how I write my stand up, and like because I'm I'm trying to be funny conversationally. And you're like, and oh, that worked. That worked. That There's got, a bit there. That got the DJ to laugh. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna yeah. do that later. And then as I'm on stage, I'm constantly thinking like, what else would be funny here? And I and I try stuff, and it's constant trial and error. Um, but that's that that's how I write my stand up. But every morning, I wake up. One of the first things I do is I go to my computer and I just stare at my computer until I write a funny tweet. <laughs> oh. Like I just. Most of my tweets happen between 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Pacific time because that's just like I'm just I'm reading news websites. I'm reading uh, TMZ. I'm reading just uh, I'm reading a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I feel like you're just a person full of knowledge. Like you just know so many random things. Something. I'm trying to find something that I know I can make a joke out of. I hope you never stop doing that. I feel like you constantly you're. Forever young. I read some book somewhere that said your brain is the most active and most and most efficient right when you wake up. Yeah. So when you wake up, that's when you that's when I try to write. That's when I try to do stuff and uh, try to get all my errands done throughout the day. Because once two o'clock hits, I'm like, like, "Uh, day's like half done. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) I was gonna take the garbage out, but now I can't do it. (laughs) Darn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I try to do everything in the morning. Uh, What's the biggest difference from being married and Mm. just like living together? Like what? What is the biggest thing you've noticed? Oh, you know what? Um, Does it feel different? uh, It doesn't feel that different to me personally because when my wife was living with me, just as my girlfriend and as my fiance, like you're living together. Yeah. So and and so you kind of, but there is that thing where once you're married, in the back of your head, like if you have a disagreement or a fight, you go like, "This isn't over." Yeah. You can't just bail mm-hmm. you can't just be like fuck this i'm out i'm out you can't you can't you can't do it mm-hmm. so there there's that in the back of your head and also while you're arguing that's in the back of your head so so you know you don't reach over and press the red button that launches the nuke that then <laughs> destroys the relationship <laughs> because if you've been with someone for more than three months mm-hmm. you know there are certain things you can say that once you say them the relationship is done. That's it. Like you've you gone below the belt. No one forgets those yeah, words. You can't recover from you that. You might as well tattoo it on your arm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So my, I know my wife has those for me and I have those. So yeah. it's like, yeah, there's certain things that you can say that once you say they're done and once you're married, you're like, all right, no, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. The best part about being married as, as a comedian is now, like when I was single and drunk girls would come up to me and like talk to me and be like, let's go to this other bar and drink. I'd be like, 
yeah, because yeah. I got to try to get laid. So, okay. Yeah. I'd, you know, driving 10 miles out to a bar, even though I drink for free at the club, yeah. you know, and doing all that. Now I'm, just, I'm married, so I'm like, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to yeah. go back to the hotel. I'm going to call my wife. I'm going to I'm gonna watch The Punisher on Netflix, and then I'm going to go to bed. Like, you that's, get a lot more rest. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot less calling the opening act at 3 o'clock in the morning because the girl drove me out there, and now I'm too far, and no Ubers will get me. And I'm like, come get me. My flight's in three hours. God. Like, that was an incident in Missouri. Uh, <laughs> that really happened. Yeah, 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 where I was out in Columbia, Missouri, in some small town when there was this was before uber but yeah right. it's like i the fact that i don't have to worry about those kind of things anymore is Great. the best part about being married that's so refreshing yeah you're such a good husband i feel like you guys are such a good team you're Aww. on each other's team and i love that well i mean and you're sexy as fuck together <laughs> that well too. You, you have to you have to support and you have to my wife is, a, is an amazing supporter of 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 what i do in terms of my career she's very tolerant of the fact that i'm gone on average three or four days a week three weeks out of the month uh and also i'm a huge cheerleader of her and all of her endeavors and making sure that i don't want my wife to be the doting uh housewife at home the stepford wife where she's just like i eat bonbons and watch my stories mm -hmm. like i don't want that because she's so much better than that and i would think that i'd be doing the world a disservice if i kept my wife home away from everyone else yeah so i want her to go out and do all the things that she was put on this earth to do and she's I'm a, a behavioral therapist yes right? beha behavioral therapist so yes she works with autistic children yes she does the yes, job that she's is an angel she's the angel i'm the <laughs> devil that's she i'm I, I i married her to balance out all of my sins so i still have a chance at getting to heaven Perfect. that's why i married that woman you're killing it I'm trying um i, I do want to have you guys back uh, for a special Valentine's Day episode together if you guys will do that I don't know we'll talk about it later she just raised her fist in the air so yes, <laughs> yes! we're good we're good um, so meatballs write in what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com to start asking me questions now for Brad and Jasmine really mm -hmm. quick meatballs or bouillonnaise meat sauce oh it's really tough uh Damn, there's nothing better than a good meatball. Oh, look at you. Nothing better than a good meatball. If done correctly, nothing better. Perfect. I didn't make the ones I brought you. I'm sorry. That's okay. But yeah. but while we were doing this podcast, uh -huh. my wife made you quiche. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat it in the car. Yep. Goddamn. <laughs> Fitness classes. Uh, Goodfellas or The Godfather? Uh, Goodfellas. Good. Oh, yeah. We already fellas. made a Karen reference. So I have, it was perfect. I've watched that movie probably 14 times in my <laughs> life, and I'll probably watch it another 20 before I die. Do you know Spider was my acting teacher in New York? Michael Spider? Oh. Spider the stuttering prick? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we'll awesome. tell Soprano stories next pod. Done. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey or the Jersey Shore? Oh, I was a huge fan of Jersey Shore. <laughs> I went to the shore. I went to the house really? over Thanksgiving with Tommy. Yeah. Oh, my God. This situation's going to jail. Uh, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I don't think the world is losing a cancer cure. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. I think it'll be, he'll have a spinoff when he gets out. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, Sinatra or Dean Martin? Sinatra. All day, every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I would love to see you karaoke that. Oh, I've, I've done it. I've, I've, sang, I've sang my way. Oh, God. Okay. NSYNC or New Kids on the Block? Uh, wow. Because I'm friends with both. Both. both I know. Like, I'm, friends with, I'm friends with Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. <laughs> and on my, on, on my Instagram, 
at Brad Williams Comic, there, there's a video of me and Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC in Nashville singing Backstreet Boys karaoke. It, <laughs> we're singing I Want It That Way, ah! and it's just, <laughs> we kill it. We crush it. Um, if you ever want to learn the choreography, I can you. know what? You. But uh, uh, Joey Mack put me on his TV show. Oh, yeah, you were on that. So I would have to say Joey Mack. And, and in, he's a great guy. N-K-O-T-B. So. <laughs> and that's how it's spelled on this thing. Darn right. It's on the block. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld or Bill Burr? <laughs> Come on. I know. My Lord. <laughs> yes. I'm not even Italian, but that's, I just watch a lot of Sopranos. Jeez. Uh, uh, so for cultural uh. impact and advice, yeah. pure stand up advice, Seinfeld. Yeah. For the person that will make me laugh and will make me feel like shit because I will never be that good of a comedian, Bill Burr. Like, the most pure instance of this was I had a joke about... I remember the whole Donald Sterling thing and the Clippers and all that. Yeah. I had a I, I had a bit about that where I'm like, this kills. And it had been killing. I had done it twice. I went to the Hollywood Improv. Bill Burr went on stage, did a Donald Sterling bit that f- destroyed my the bit. room. Destroyed my bit. Just like... My bit was shit. And I'm like, all right. So I can't do that joke anymore because now I've seen something way better. <laughs> and like, bait, like, uh, Cat, Cat Williams has a joke about guys acting like your Chrysler 300 is a Rolls Royce Phantom until a Rolls Royce Phantom pulls up. <laughs> That's what that was. My joke was a Rolls Royce Phantom, but it was really a Chrysler 300. Aww. Then Bill's Rolls Royce Phantom pulled up. He is a genius. He is brilliant. Uh, he is. Him and Jeffries are my two favorite comics uh, working today. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, Burr. I, that's my favorite episode of Comedians in Cars oh, and Coffee. It's, it's pretty it's Them pretty just smoking great. cigars together. Yes. Like, if we could re- recreate that once a week next to the improv. I just, just want to be a fly on the wall in that in that oh, situation. I want to see all the outtakes from that. Yeah. Uh, just show us the uncut. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. One more. Okay. And then I will let you go. All good. And we'll uh, eat my wife's quiche. That's yes. not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, no. um, Katy Perry or Lady Gaga? Perry. <laughs> Perry all day. Gaga, you're talented. I respect you. I watched the documentary on Netflix. Uh, you got you got to, you got topless in it. Respect. Oh yeah. That, yeah um, good boobs. But Medium good boobs. I will say Katy Perry all day. To yes. this day, when firework comes on, I I roll up my windows and I sing that shit as loud as I can. There oh. I did a show Kevin and Bean's April Foolishness where um, I got a standing ovation at a theater and on this on this show was uh, well the people on that t-shirt right there Felipe <gasps> wow. uh, Esparza myself Tim Minchin Eddie F Jim Jeffries Bob Saget Larry King Jay Moore and Eddie Izzard yes Larry King did stand up just um, a bunch of unknowns I'm, I don't yeah. know if any of you are familiar <laughs> yeah and then I went on stage and I got a standing ovation and Jay Moore went on after me and the first thing he said was let's face it let's be honest for a second after Brad Williams we're all playing for second place and he said that to a sold out theater and that was like that was my an, another fuck yeah moment yeah. and I drove home that night and I busted Katy Perry's firework windows down I sang that thing at the top of my lungs <sighs> make you go uh, wait uh, uh. save it hold yeah. on I okay so Brad yes. you could not have just walked into this trap 
more perfectly. Okay. Um, I so last year Lady Gaga retweeted the parody that Gabby Conti and I made of her a Million oh, Reasons song. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I so that. I have every guest do a reading of okay. Lady Gaga or a pop star. Okay. I asked you Katy Perry or Lady Gaga. You yeah. answered Katy Perry. I Darn. printed out the lyrics to Firework. Okay, here we go. And you get to do your reading. Okay. Any in- reading you or do, singing? You could do whatever interpretation. Actually, okay. do what you did that night what you were about to do. Oh, okay. And you could so go as- I just got off stage. Standing ovation. I'm in my Mini Cooper. Yes, I used to drive a Mini Cooper. It's awesome. No, I didn't do it because of the joke. I did it because it fucking fit. Okay? All right. So here we go. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag Drifting through the wind Wanting to start again Do you ever feel Feel so paper thin It's like a house of cards One blow from caving in Do you ever feel Already buried deep Six feet under No one seems to hear a thing Do you know that there's Still a chance for you Cause there's a spark in you You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine just on the night like the 4th of July cause baby you're a firework come on show them what you're worth make it go up 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 as you shoot across the sky uh, uh. <laughs> you killed that Oh, there we go. What's your jersey? Katy Perry's my jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Katy Perry's my jersey is what this is going to be titled. Oh, my God. Brad, you're so amazing. I can't wait to have you back again. Please tell the meatballs where they can find you. BradWilliamsComedy.com is my website. Uh, My my podcast, the About Last Night podcast, done with the aforementioned Adam Ray. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at FunnyBrad. Follow me on Instagram, at BradWilliamsComic. And just go to my live shows. Have fun. If my wife is there and she's selling the merchandise afterwards say hi to her and be nice to her oh yeah <laughs> they will be i this was a very special podcast for me because when i opened for you it was literally the first day i released an episode of this wow yes. so you, full circle a full circle well um, we, so. we, we will be back and we'll see all you Thank meatballs you. for uh, valentine's day oh yeah <laughs> i cannot wait i also want to thank rx bar use the promo code jersey j-e-r-s-e-y um for sponsoring this podcast and thank you thank you thank you brad you're the shit <laughs> no problem thank you're you the best uh guys thank you so much for listening please subscribe rate review five stars keep killing it keep sending me your questions i love 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 talking to you i am jack lamar fuji and that was what's your jersey i'll catch you on the flip side bye just put your paws up because you were born this way baby My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.